0: well good morning everybody welcome to living hope all of you who are gathered with us online there are a couple of us here in the room but uh because of the covid restrictions we uh had to make that tough decision to take our services totally online through the end of the year and so we're glad that you've joined us uh, anyway remotely would you uh would you bow your heads with me let's pray god thank you Thank you for your amazing grace, your amazing love, your presence with us in the midst of trying circumstances. God, we do uh, praise you in all, all of who you are, God. You're our loving and compassionate Father who, as the psalm say, you don't treat us as our sins deserve. You, you know our weaknesses. You treat us like a, like a loving parent. Thank you, God, for being our Father. We, we praise you because you have given yourself to us in your son, Jesus Christ. You have shown us the way of love, the way that we are to live here in this world, what, what getting human being right looks like. So God, help us to be human in the way that Jesus was human. Help us to, help us to follow in the way of Jesus, to trust you, to follow you, Jesus, to follow in your footsteps, steps, to listen to your voice, to keep our eyes fixed on you so that we can have confidence even when we go through trials because we know that you are the one that gives us life. You are the one who is leading us through difficulty and even through death to this resurrection life that you have given us. God, we, we thank you and praise you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, for your presence among us, your presence that, that meets us right where we are right now, some of us here in the room, most of us scattered around this community, um, worshiping in front of TVs and computers and phones and tablets, as together we sing to you and together we pray to you, together we receive grace and, and have a sense of your strength for us by your Holy Spirit that meets us here right now. Thank you, God. Thank you. For the love that you have shown us, for the grace you have given us, for the peace that we are we are able to experience, the the confidence that we are able to walk through this life with, because we are trusting you, and we know that the God of the universe, the God who made it all, the God who rules over all, loves us, and is with us. Thank you, God thank you for your grace that invites us into this relationship. Ordinary, messed up people like us, embraced by you, washed and made clean, adopted into your family. It's a beautiful thing, God. We give you thanks for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, big thanks to the Swellbar family once again for leading us musically this morning, and uh, thanks to the others of you who are here helping this morning. Thanks, Katie, for clicking the buttons and making things making things go. And thanks to all of you for joining us uh, during this unusual time as we're having to worship scattered instead of worship uh, gathered. And. Uh, but it's good for me. I, I appreciate getting to hear back from you, getting to see the comments that you guys share as you're watching. I know some of you are on Facebook, some of you are on uh, livinghope.info slash live. Uh, some of you are using the, the app, that church center app that we've uh, just started to roll out and just started to use Um so it's good for me to see that you're connecting with us. Uh, I would love for you at some point to, to follow that little link, go to livinghope.info slash connect and uh, let us know that you're with us today. Um, I should probably get up here instead of standing down on the floor the whole time. But that, that lets us know that you're with us, gives you a chance to communicate anything with us that you need prayer for, stuff that's going on in your life that uh, you would like your, your church family to gather with you and to pray with you about um, just go right there. That's the one-stop shop for that, all right? So livinghope.info slash connect. Uh, and if you want to give, uh, some of you have dropped checks by here at the church or you have mailed things, uh, you can always give online as well. Uh, livinghope.info slash give uh, takes you right there to that page where you can uh, just give to the general fund, which is what most of our ministry happens through. Or you can give to special projects like uh, the Habitat Project or our sister church in Hammond, the Mission Church, uh, to help them to get launched fully finally. Uh I did want to let you know, I, I mentioned last week that we surpassed our goal. I actually had a number, uh, I just checked, and we are like just barely over $7,000. Our goal was 6000 by the end of the year, and we kind of thought, oh, are we going to be able to make that? Oh, it's going to be tough, you know, Pastor Rich is going to have to get up there and kind of squeeze people. Uh, but no, we didn't have to do that at all. Uh, many of you know what a, what a great... Um, ministry, what a great nonprofit Habitat for Humanity is. And so you were, uh, several of you were quick to say, ooh, yeah, let me give to that. I wanna, I wanna help a family in our community that, um, that they themselves are gonna put you know, sweat equity into it and they're gonna purchase that home, um, but we're gonna help make it affordable for them. So thank you for giving to that project. Um, I look forward to in the days to come uh, as we go through the winter uh, letting you know some other projects, some other things that we can give to, um, including the Mission Church in Hammond. Um, I hope to have some more information about that to share with you in the days to come for those of you who want to give to, to help uh, Robbie, Pastor Robbie and the team over there. Um, but this morning, uh, I have another one of those apologies to make. I don't have the scriptures aren't going to be appearing at the bottom of the screen uh, other than the very first one. Alright, as we're wrapping up this series on gratitude, uh, this verse that I've been encouraging you to memorize, uh, to say together. Some of you I know have already written it on a card and stuck it on your mirror, or those kinds of things, so you see it all the time. Um, I would love for us, can, can we do this when everybody's online? I would love for you to read this out loud with me, alright? If you're in public somewhere and there's a bunch of people around, you can like whisper it or something, alright? Um, but let's, let's read this verse together. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is who we're to be as God's people. As people who belong to Christ Jesus, we're to be a people who rejoice always, who pray continually, who give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, or as Paul said in another one of his letters, that we should be people who are overflowing with thanks. Um, And so I hope that you have said this verse enough or we have said this verse enough that this will stick in your brain and you will remember this verse. Uh, Because there are definitely circumstances, as we talked about last week, where we don't want to give thanks. You know, there are circumstances that hit our lives where we're like, oh, man, it's a good thing I'm praying continually because I'm not going to make it through this otherwise. And in the midst of those circumstances, we can continue to give thanks because God is at work. Right? We looked at Romans eight twenty eight, 28, uh, that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who are called according to his purpose. So we can give thanks in all circumstances because God's at work in all circumstances. And um, the week before that, we talked about how sometimes it just takes practice. You know, it just takes practice of giving God thanks and looking for those silver linings. And, and uh, for many of us, you know, we do the same thing that Jesus did when he sat down for a meal. We give thanks to God uh, before we sit down to eat. You know, uh, we give thanks to God for the food that we have. And sometimes you can go ahead and just extend that on out and thank God for a bunch of other stuff that's going on in your life. You know, in the morning, thank God for the new day. And in the middle of the day, thank him for the strength that he's given you. And in the evening, as you sit down to eat, besides just thanking him for the food, uh, you can you know thank him for all the ways that he has blessed you throughout that day. Uh, we need little practices, little moments that can remind us to stop and give thanks. And with practice, we get better and better at doing that, better at noticing God's hand at work, better at uh, seeing how he's at work in our circumstances, through our circumstances, for our good and for the good of people around us. So today, here we are, uh, the Sunday right before Thanksgiving, and, uh, life has not gotten dramatically better for all of us, as we had all hoped. I mean, I was thinking back to, uh, you know, the, the major holiday in the spring, Easter, and uh, we were just, I think it was March 15th was our last Sunday, everybody gathered together here, and then that week we're like, oh, hey, we're doing this online for a while, and, and then, you know, over the spring and summer, I guess in the summer, we were able to, to come back together, and we thought, okay, we're moving in a good direction, yeah, we were uh, until recently, and um, things have gotten bad enough with this whole coronavirus COVID-19 thing that uh, that not only us, but a whole lot of churches now have said, "Oh man!" And just life in general, we're all kind of taking a step back. We're all um, many of us this Thursday is going to look very different. This week is going to look very different than we had hoped months ago. Uh, we're not gathering with people we'd hoped to gather with. Um, Out of uh, a sense of trying to protect them and uh, and maybe protect yourself. Uh, It depends on what your circumstances are. Um, But um, these holidays are not looking as hopeful as they once were. Uh, Sorry, hope is is the theme of next week's message. We start a new Advent series. Oh, I need to tell you that. I forgot. Um, We are going to do an Advent series uh, based on a little, um, there's a devotional book called Let Earth Receive Her King. They should be arriving on my doorstep tomorrow. And then we're gonna be delivering them to you, along with some other little things to help you worship with us through the season of Advent. If you are concerned for some reason that maybe we don't have your address, or maybe we're not thinking of you, uh, you're watching, and maybe you've been watching, you've just kind of been in lurker mode, you know. If you if you come check out a church on a Sunday in normal times, non-COVID times, people see you walk in, right? And they're like, we get to meet you, and we're going like, say, oh, hi, and, and you could attend for several Sundays, and and you know, you know, maybe you just wanna check it out and, and see how things are, and, and that's perfectly fine. We have people to do that all the Time, but we get to see you and meet you. And now there may be some of you that have been watching and kind of lurking and like, I haven't filled out one of those digital connect cards, I haven't said anything in the comments, I don't want them to know I'm here. Well, if now you're wanting us to know you're here because you would like to get one of these devotional books uh, dropped on your doorstep this week, let us know, all right? Fill out that little connect card or leave a message in the comments saying that you would like uh, to connect with us and to receive those gifts uh, so that you can follow along with us during this season of Advent, which starts this coming Sunday. It's the four Sundays that lead us up to uh, Christmas. So that's, that's beginning uh, next Sunday. I'm looking forward to talking about hope. But today, talking about gratitude and thanks. And for some of us, I know we just, we need the reminder uh, that like uh, Psalm 103 gives us. I apologize again, I don't have it on your screen. Psalm 103, you can look it up later, uh, or if you're watching and some of these things, you can just click over and click the Bible app and click uh, Psalm 103. It starts out saying, praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praises holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. This is just the first couple of verses. This is how it starts. He's talking to himself, saying, look, hey, soul, hey, me, praise God. You know, remember, look up. Look up from your circumstances and and remember all the benefits, all the blessings that God has sent your way. And then he starts to list them. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. He's just going through kind of like aspects of life and saying, look, God has been good to us in so many ways. He's forgiven our sins. For many of us, we just ought to stop there and thank God, you know, desperately for, for the way he's forgiven us. You know, as we think about the, the life he's rescued us from and the life he's invited us into, as we think about those uh, destructive habits or, uh, or attitudes or whatever it might have been that, uh, that we were killing ourselves with, and destroying relationships and just, you know, we were part of the problem. And now God has forgiven us. You know, the guilt of that, the shame of that has, has been washed away. And he's, he's even helping us now to walk a new path, to walk a new way. He forgives all of our sins instead of condemning us. He heals all your diseases. I know this is a tough one right now because uh, many of us have lost loved ones to this COVID-19. I have, many of you have. Um, lost friends, lost loved ones. And uh, this idea of God being a healer is one that we kind of cling to right now. And it can be frustrating not knowing why sometimes God heals and why sometimes God doesn't. But man, when he does, when God comes through for us in that way, we need to make sure that we thank him. We need to make sure that we're saying, oh, thank you, God, you've given me strength to endure. You've given me, you've, you've healed this, uh, this disease. You've, you've brought healing into my life. My life is, is more healthy and whole now with you than it was without you. We need to make sure we're thanking God for that, remembering that this is one of the blessings that God gives us. Redeems our life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, saying, oh man, I've, I've got a God who loves me, who doesn't lead me down in the ditch, but who picks me up and pulls me out, and who loves me, is compassionate toward me. Thank you, God, for your compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Um, just yesterday, we uh, had the chance to go to Dunes uh, State Park with our boys, and uh, they decided at some point we were playing on a little playground, and they decided they wanted to race. There was a little sidewalk going around the playground, and so they kept racing each other, racing me, racing their mom. And, and uh, yeah, youth renewed like the eagles. It's something that many of us would love, you know. And uh, uh, Sorry, that's just I can't escape that thought as I'm reading that phrase. But the idea that God is satisfying our desires with good things, it reminds me of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Well, we don't need to be those people who worry constantly about, oh man, what are we going to wear? What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Where is life going to come from? He says, look, look, people who don't know that they've got a loving Heavenly Father, they chase those things. But you know, your Heavenly Father knows your needs. And if you trust Him, you put Him first, He's going to provide for your needs. He's going to satisfy your desires with good things, things that are renewing, things that are strengthening. And then he continues, verse 6, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Man, to, to some of you who have been oppressed, frankly, I mean, you might not use that language about it, but you've been beat down, you've been left out, you've been pushed aside, and uh, you know God is at work bringing justice, working righteousness to change your circumstances, to set you free from that, to get you out from under that. And uh, I know we've got folks in our church that have been a part of, of protests, of demonstrations, this, just this past year, uh, speaking up, speaking out on behalf of those who are, uh, who are being oppressed. And uh, it's a good thing. You're on the side of God who is bringing justice for all the oppressed. God is working righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Then the, the psalm goes on to talk about how God has been at work in the in the history of the nation of Israel says he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel, and then he quotes uh, from Exodus where God reveals himself to Moses as the Lord, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. I say sometimes I find myself just needing to thank God for that, for who he is. Thank you God that you are compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Uh, Oftentimes that's coming to me when I've just failed again, and I need to be forgiven again. And I'm thanking God. Thank you, God, for being slow to anger. Thank you for not being quick to condemn. Thank you for being faithful in your love. Uh, Thank you, God, for being compassionate and gracious as the verses follow says he he will not always accuse or harbor his anger forever he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his love for those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far as he removed our transgressions from us and then he gets to that father imagery as a father has compassion on his children so the lord has compassion on those who fear him goes on to talk about how god knows our weaknesses he knows uh, our frailty and he is compassionate is kind as a loving Heavenly Father. I, I, I wanted to draw our attention to Psalm 103. Again, Psalm 103, if you need to read it later. There's more. I didn't, I didn't finish it. But uh, in part because sometimes when we're thanking God, it helps us to like, have some different prompts. You know, Some of you have been trying to do this thing uh, like keeping that nightly um, gratitude journal or thinking each night. Like I see nodding back there. Uh, some of you have been uh, doing this. And practicing this, putting this into practice, so that your heart can overflow with gratitude. You can be a person uh, of gratitude, and uh, and sometimes it helps when you're sitting there staring at an empty page to for not just to be empty, but to have some little prompts there. You know, like, oh, okay, there are some spiritual blessings that I've received uh, in, because of you, God. I can thank you for. There are some physical blessings. Some ways you've blessed me. You've healed me. You've provided for my needs. There are some relational things that you have made right that weren't right before. Some relationships that I have in my life that I enjoy. Oh yeah, God, thank you for that person. Thank you for that person. Sometimes it helps to have some of these little prompts. And that's what I feel like Psalm 103 does for us. It reminds us of some of the ways that God has been good, some of the ways that God has blessed us, and gives us some opportunities to, um, to thank him, to pause, to, to get out of, uh, <laughs> to get out of uh, focused, focusing on our circumstances or the negative parts, and, uh, and to find ways to, to give God thanks. There have been uh, at least a couple of times... Uh, in this past month, as I've been focused on this theme of gratitude, not just on Sundays, obviously, but preparing for Sundays, and, and um, I'm talking to somebody, and uh, they're describing some really dark cloud, and I'm, and I'm just looking for that silver lining, you know, somewhere there's a silver lining in this, and I'm, I'm looking for that good that's in the midst of it, um, obviously not discounting it, and sometimes I've just had to say to them, you know, as it just happened a couple of days ago, I was talking to somebody, and, and I found myself keep, kept trying to you know find some positives in the circumstance and finally I just had to say look I'm just looking for a silver lining in a very dark cloud you know I yeah this circumstance stinks none of us like to be we we're talking about some of the covid restrictions and some of the things that have meant for them for work how their bus- they'd lost like 70% of their business this year uh, just barely making it just enough to put food on the table and uh and I said yeah this is a dark cloud I'm thankful for those little silver linings uh, that that come to us in the middle of it uh as I was looking at the Psalms in preparation for today, one of the Psalms that, uh, that I went back to, we actually looked at it a couple of weeks ago as we were talking about practicing this, was this Psalm, uh, Psalm 136, all right? So Psalm 136 is one of these that uh, is obviously, as you read it, it's like, oh, okay, this was clearly meant to be done together. And it's going to be weird for me to do this with us right now because there are like six of us in the room, and, uh, and most of you are online. But again, I'm going to want you to say some things out loud, okay? There's not going to be anything on the screen, but you're going to be able to remember this, okay? The phrase I need you to be repeating is, his love endures forever. Can you say that? His love endures forever, all right? And I'm pretty sure that there must have been some drums or some percussion or something going as they did this because there's definitely a rhythm to this thing. And I didn't ask Miles to get up here, so I'm not going to, don't worry, I'm not going to uh, last second. But I am going to try. Uh, you know when you were a kid and you'd do those rhythm games where you got to say something, you do like the, the little uh, knee slap clap, knee clap, knee clap. Did you guys ever do that? And you know, usually there's like some kind of a name, you got to say somebody else's name, and if you don't do it in the rhythm, you're out, you know, or something. I, I want us to try that today so that we can keep rhythm as we do this psalm, all right? So, uh, so let me see. I'm going to put my foot on this stool so I can get it up just a little bit. So uh, which one first, the knee or the clap? I don't even know. Um, I'm going to do knee, clap, knee. And I'm, I'm not just going to be the only one doing this, all right? Those of you watching from home, I need you to participate, all right? You can set your phone. You can lean it on something because I need you to be able to keep the rhythm, okay? Knee, clap, knee, clap, knee. Okay, yeah, some of you in the room are doing it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to read Psalm 136. Oh, I've got to get it over here now before I can read it. Clap, clap. So I'm going to say a phrase, and then you're going to say his love endures forever, okay? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Hang, hang on, hang on. I know some of you aren't doing it right now. Some of you are... I can feel it coming back to me, that you're just looking at me like, oh, I can't believe he's doing this, all right? I want you to participate, all right? Even if you don't do the whole knee clap thing, I want you to say back, his love endures forever, all right? This is one of these psalms where it walks through some of the amazing things God has done, and it reminds us over and over again that his love endures forever. Okay, so let's, let's try this again, all right? Knee clap, knee clap, knee clap. Start at the top. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights. His love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sihon king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance, his love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, his love endures forever. He remembered us in our lowest state, his love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies, his love endures forever. He gives food to every creature, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. All right, give yourselves a hand here in the room. And those of you who are participating online, give yourself a little hand there. Look to the person next to you who's like, what on earth are you doing? It's "It's church, you know, I just got it. sorry. I love this psalm, and thank you for participating, those of you who did. Uh, I love this psalm because, again, it's walking through kind of their history with God, demonstrating, as God has demonstrated his faithful love enduring forever from creation. And again, I mentioned going to the dunes uh, yesterday. And some of you, I know you love, because you talk to me, you're frustrated. It's winter and it's like harder to get outside. But you love being outside and and with the fall leaves and you're excited about snow being on the ground. And you love getting out at night and seeing the stars. You get to see all the beauty that God has created. And it just reminds you of his goodness, of his love. Uh, We look to creation and we're reminded of how God has provided for us and how good he is. Uh, they look back to God rescuing them from slavery in Egypt, and we can think back in our own lives to things that God has done, ways he has rescued us from, from enemies, from slavery, the ways that God has, has moved in, in uh, I was going to say remarkable ways, maybe it's a remarkable way, but just noticeable ways, ways you can point to and say, yes, that was God at work in my life. That wasn't just happenstance, that wasn't just coincidence, that was, that was God at work. And sure, you could chalk it up to just, well, no, that was just a nice person that happened along. But no, I, I believe God was at work sending that person, sending that circumstance, changing my life. God was at work. They, they talked about, uh, you know, God uh, not only setting them free, but, but uh, devastating Egypt and devastating Pharaoh, sweeping them away in the sea. Talked about God leading his people through the wilderness. And that's, that's for some of us. Just God taking us through some dry times in life. Uh, some times in life where we felt like, oh, man, this is hard. I mean, that was bad, but this, this is hard, too. And um, God has led you through some of that. For some of you, that's where you are right now. And you need to be reminded, oh, yep, okay, his love endures forever. I'm in the middle of the wilderness, but His love endures forever, and I, I believe He's going to get me through. And He, and then they start naming some. I don't know why they named some of the specific kings that you read about in Scripture that that uh, that God cast out of the land that helped them to overthrow as before they moved into this this promised land. Uh, I don't. Maybe these were like legendary kings, but I don't remember them being all that legendary. But uh, these were ones that Meredith mentioned, and some of you again can name circumstances in your lives, giants in your life that God knocked down, knocked over. Uh, so that you could um, be blessed, so that you could, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so you could prosper, sorry, so you could prosper, so you could do well, so life could be good again. You now, people, perhaps, people or circumstances that had, had kept you down, and God changed those circumstances. He, he turned things right side up again, and now you, you are, you're doing okay because God is with you. He remembered us in our lowest state, freed us from our enemies. Even to the very end, he gives food to every creature. This reminder, okay, God, thank you. Thank you for simple gifts like food. Um, Thank you that it so often tastes delicious. Thank you, God, for the ways you bless us, even with something simple like sustenance, like the food that we get to eat and enjoy. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. If we can build some rhythms into our lives, and and this week gives us one of those, at least an annual rhythm, an annual celebration where everybody stops and and gives thanks. And again, this year it's all messed up. but still, we're looking for ways, right? To give thanks, we're looking for ways to connect. I know our family, we're not able to get together with my parents or Stacy's parents or siblings like we normally would this year. Usually we have two little Thanksgiving gatherings and we're not able to do either one. But so we're gonna get onto Zoom and we're gonna, or something or FaceTime or something, we're gonna connect with them. We're gonna make sure our kids get to see their kids and get to you know, get to talk and get to see grandparents. And, and uh, we might not do it all like while we're shoving turkey in our mouths, but we're going to connect. And we're going to talk and we're going to give thanks to God that we're able to do that in this time. That we have the technology and the ability to, to see their faces and to join in laughter and to, or to hear their voices. Um, so there's at least this annual rhythm that our society just gives to us, hands to us. Uh, if you're a Christian, and if you're watching this, you most likely are. Odds are pretty good. Um, Then there's this weekly rhythm that we have where every week we come together and we give thanks to God. It's it's a part of our worship is giving him thanks. And and today as we celebrate communion in a few minutes, not quite yet, um, but if you're at home and you want to celebrate with us, I hope that you've taken an opportunity to gather some elements, some bread, some juice, something that you can use uh, or the nearest equivalent so that we can celebrate communion together. There's a, a prayer that's used in much of the Christian church called the Great Thanksgiving, and it's a, I'm going to read it today. Uh, it's a written prayer, and there are going to be some parts for us to interact on again, all right, in the middle of it. So we'll get those words on the screen for you. Um, that's coming in a few minutes. Uh, but, uh, but regardless of whether we do that great Thanksgiving, which is a prayer that like, leads into communion, um, or whether just every Sunday we have opportunity, we're reminded of God's goodness, we're reminded of his love, we're given opportunities to thank him uh, in song, in prayer. Uh, usually we get to meet together with other people and be reminded of good relationships that God has welcomed us into, uh, more reasons to give thanks. Uh, So we at least have this weekly rhythm. We already mentioned kind of a multiple times a day rhythm. When you eat, that's an opportunity to give God thanks. Let's find some rhythms, some, some knee clap moments in our lives that help us to remember that God's love endures forever, that he is with us, that he loves us. Um, I was thinking of this idea of us being blessed by God. That was a phrase that was that was in my head, and, and I stumbled across uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Uh, this is the last passage of Scripture I'm going to I'm going to point us toward. Um, and I was reading it in the message paraphrase. Uh, I don't know how many of you have, have read the message. It's a, a pastor, Eugene Peterson, who for his, I think it was for his congregation or was it for his grandkids? I'm getting the stories mixed up between him and the guy that did the living Bible. Anyway, he's a pastor and he did this, this paraphrase of the scriptures that um, is just trying to put it into ordinary English and sometimes it just helps me to, to kind of get out of the study mode. Because when I'm reading scripture, you know, I'm looking at words and what do they mean and, and this study stuff to, to try to prepare to, to preach to you. And, uh, and sometimes the message, I know I can't do that because, like, well, these are just his own words that he put this into, trying to convey the meaning, trying to convey the spirit of these scriptures. And, uh, and so sometimes it just helps me to, to move out of study mode into reflection or into thanksgiving, frankly. I would encourage you... Um, to use some kind of an online resource, uh, whether it's the Bible app or BibleGateway.com. For some reason, it's a website I always end up going to. Uh, you can go to Bible.com. There's all kinds of different websites out there where you can type in any verse of scripture. You can read from, there are dozens of modern English translations, and they're all of them good in, in different ways. They all bring something different to the table to help us to reflect uh, on what God is saying in the scriptures and to help us um, to, to hear his voice speaking. And so I just want to read part of Ephesians chapter 1 Starting uh, in verse 3, it says, How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master Jesus Christ and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind and settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. <laughs> what pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. I love the, the imagery used there. that so This lavish gift giving that God has given us so much through his son, Jesus Christ, just as our loving Heavenly Father. There's so many ways he's blessed us, and he wants us to enter into this celebration of his lavish gift giving. To give him thanks and to celebrate how good God is to us. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we are a free people. Free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, A long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. Had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he's working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, you found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. I just as just I'm reading this, I'm thinking like, oh man, God, you've been so good. It's like, it's, I start to overflow with thanksgiving toward God uh, for how good he is and, and how for for you know from long before I was thinking about God, he was thinking about me. He was thinking about you, reaching out to you, working things out to draw you to himself, to include you in his his long-range plan that he's working out in Jesus Christ. And then he turns to the people he's writing to, these Christians in Ephesus. He says, that's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in the master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I'd think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank. I ask. Ask the God of our master Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. All this energy issues from Christ. I I just pause for just a second, okay? Uh, When I read that phrase, uh, Paul giving thanks for these Christians in Ephesus, this is the kind of thing I feel toward you who allow me to be your pastor here at Living Hope. Uh, When I think of you and the solid trust that you have in the master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, the ways that you are generous with your time, with your resources. When we get to celebrate something like $7,000 given for a Habitat build, which, just a reminder, if you missed it earlier, there's someone in our church that gonna, was going to match the first 6000 so that's at least turned into 13000 now. And some of you have already asked me, like, hey, can I still give to that? And I said, well, yeah, through the end of the year. So I'm guessing that that number might even go up from there. Um, and then some of you are going to be generous with your time in the coming years, swinging hammers, running saws. When I think of the ways that you are generous, that when, you're, when you're outpouring of love toward others, I can't stop thanking God for you. When I pray, when I think of you, I give thanks. And like Paul, I do more than just thank God for you. I ask on your behalf that the God of glory would make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally. Help your eyes to be focused and clear so you, can know, so you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. And we've talked about some of that in this series, right? What is he calling you to do? What is his will for you in Christ Jesus? wants well, to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. This is part of what God wants you to do. So you can grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life that he has for, for us as followers. the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him endless energy boundless strength all this energy issues from christ god raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe everything from galaxies to governments no name and no power exempt from his rule you might have needed to hear those verses right now in our tumultuous political times all right that's why i went ahead and read all the way to this part of ephesians chapter one I was tempted to stop early, but I know for some of you, some of the angst, some of the anxiety, some of the frustrations that you feel right now are because of political stuff. And we need to be reminded that God raised Jesus from death, set him on a throne in deep heaven, in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world, as if the world was the center and the church was just out on the edges. No, he says the world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. You, as a part of the church, you as one who has been embraced by Christ with all of our faults and failures, forgiven by him, embraced by him, as we are welcomed into his church, into his people, we, are, we get to become the body of Christ. He speaks and acts through his church, to his church. Christ rules the universe and we are his body. And through us, he is reaching out with grace to all the world. At the beginning of this, this series, um, I'd asked you to have I had three questions, three reflection questions. We were talking about uh, all, all the saints on All Saints Day, November 1st, and how God has been at work in, in people's lives to bless others. And I, and I asked you to think about three questions. What are you thanking God for? Which we've talked about that some today. What are some of the amazing things God has done that we have to thank God for? We, have, we can have a long list this Thanksgiving. Who are you thanking God for? Who are some of the people that God has been at work in your life that have been a gift to you? And the third question is, who is thanking God for you? Who is it that you're going to let God work through you to bring blessing to them, for, for God's grace to flow through your life into theirs? Because again, at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. God's long-range plan to bring everyone to Christ, all things, have them summed up in him as we were reading earlier in Ephesians chapter 1. This is a long-range plan that includes you and me. It includes us being, well, being peacemakers. You know, to go back to Jesus saying, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Is that right? You know, if you want to look like one of God's kids, you're going to be someone who goes into tumultuous situations and makes peace happen there. You know, we're going to be a people who are kind and respectful, who are gracious, who put others first. We're going to be a people whose lives look like Jesus. We have the opportunity to do that. And then when that happens, there will be thanksgiving uh, that's being given to God because of you. You know, there will be a family, just to ride the Habitat train for a minute here, there will be a family that will have a house that they could afford in part because of your generosity. There will be people this winter who will be able to keep their, their heat on or keep their rent paid because some of you are going to be generous in the month of December. We usually have a Christmas tree out here, a warm home tree, and we're figuring out how to, how to remind you of that in the days to come. But because you have, have given of your extra to help others who have not enough, there are going to be people who have a, a, place, a place to live and, and have heat because of your generosity. They're going to be giving thanks to God for hearing and answering their prayers, and it's going to be through you. Somebody who needed someone to listen, and you listened. Some people who needed someone to care, and you cared. That God worked through you. It's an amazing thing. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and pray um, before we move toward communion today. Thank you, God. We do thank you for your love for your grace, for your goodness, for all the gifts you've given us in Jesus Christ. We thank you for the psalms that remind us of all the different ways that you have blessed us. And, and God, I pray that you would help us this week as, as the whole world, well, no, sorry, not the whole world, as all of us in the United States pause to focus on this Thanksgiving holiday. God, would you help it to be more, uh, about more than just the turkey and the food and, and, the, and the family that we might be missing or trying to connect with, but God, would you, would you help us to turn our hearts toward you And to give you thanks. Thank you, God, that we have this weekly rhythm. Thank you that you give us other rhythms, daily rhythms, that that we can pause and give you thanks for all the ways that you have blessed us. And we do thank you, God, that when you bless us, it's in order for us to be a blessing to others, that we get to be a part of this this long-range plan of yours, that you are working out through Christ, that as the Spirit of Christ transforms our lives, that we find ourselves swept up into this bigger story where our lives are about more than just us and ours, but we get to be a part of the work that you are doing, bringing hope and healing to the world. Thank you, God. Thank you for inviting us to be a part of it. Today, God, we say yes to you. We say yes to being a part of your good work. We say yes to your forgiveness We say yes to your grace. For many of us, this is us just repeating a yes that we have said hundreds and hundreds of times in our lives now. For some of us, today might be the first time that we are saying yes to you. Thank you, God. Thank you that this invitation is open to all. Thank you that it includes me. We pray all this confident in your love because you've shown it to us in Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. We're going to try something different with this prayer, so it begins with something that we're going to say uh, responsively. All right, I'll say a line and you'll say a line. Ready? Uh, the Lord be with you. And with you. Lift up your hearts. We Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right. And a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And at this point, if you would like to uh, get the bread that you've prepared, he took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let me take and eat. After supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let's take and drink. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for the love you have shown us in your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to be a people who give you thanks. Not just in moments like this, not just on the holidays. But help us to be a people overflowing with thanks in all of our lives. Thank you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Thank you for worshiping with us today. I want to leave you with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.